Welcome to Keep Canada Weird Remembers, a series that revisits strange times in Canada's strange past. I want to time travel with you today, Jordan. But at the same time, the time machine that we travel in doesn't really have a lot of amenities in it. Mm. Like I get kind of hungry in there, I get thirsty, and there's no coffee shops along the way either. Mm-hmm. In I, the wormhole that we time travel in. I see the problem. Let me bring you back to where all this started, okay? Uh, I know you travel to Montreal weekly. Have you ever been to the area of Montreal called Pierrefonds Roxborough? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay, well, it's a borough of Montreal, Quebec, but it wasn't always Pierrefonds Roxborough. That was two communities that kind of like uh, amalgamated. Um, back in the 90s, Pierrefonds was its own town with its own government and its own mayor. But like many small towns, it struggled to keep its head above water financially. And one of the cost-cutting measures that the town of Pierrefonds had to take back in the 90s was a rather um, poorly received one. In 1991, the, the mayor of Pierrefonds made the decision to stop offering free coffee in its government buildings as a cost-cutting measure, and the people were pissed. Let's go. This is Pierrefonds. Peaceful enough, but amongst the employees who manage this sleepy suburb, resentment is brewing. And this is what all the fuss has been about. Kind of a watery concoction served in one of those flimsy plastic cups that'll burn your fingers if you hold on to them too long. And the taste, well, it does taste something like coffee. It used to be free to all Pierrefo employees. That is until city council found out it was costing $30,000 a year. So the mayor shut off the spout. The union fought back, and the issue is now before Quebec's highest court. It looked like a kind of funny, but tell you the honest truth, what it going to be in the year 2000 from now on? Coffee would be around $50,000, $60,000 a year. So it's quite a big expense. We have to cut it. So has the city's bitter nature inspired anger amongst the workers who patch its streets and spread its asphalt? Not really. We have our own coffee. Well, who is behind this then? Who's upset? Well, it's not really us, it's the white collar workers. Ah, the white collars, those lovers of the coffee break. They weren't talking today, and the arrival of the mayor and a TV camera caused them to flee their own cafeteria. Here's their union president. But if you give something and then you decided to take it away without talking to the other person, I mean, there's no way you always have a concentration. And what do the taxpayers of Pierre Faux think about all this? Nobody ever paid me no coffee. Lucky you get a break to have the coffee. Whatever happens, though, this town has already lent a whole new meaning to the term bean counting. Neil McDonald, CBC News, Pierre Faux. Who's going to pay this free coffee? <laughs> what a situation to have the union involved and everything. It's uh, but but I do enjoy the journalism done there. They they take the issue and explain the issue. They go on the sh- to find like some city employees who are uh, doing road work. And I know the journalist knows damn well that these guys doing road work aren't getting the free coffee served at the offices. So they're all like, meh. 
And then they go into a coffee shop and talk to just some random citizens about this situation. And they're like, hey, we don't hardly get a break. And it just, I, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I thought they did a great job of uh, unfolding this issue. And it's almost a little bias on the on the side of the the journalist covering this story because they clearly don't agree with the fact that these government employees were getting free coffee to begin with. It's true. Because they know damn well going to the regular citizen and telling them that government employees were at some point getting free coffee for a long time. Uh, they know that that's not going to have a positive reaction from the normal person in a coffee shop who doesn't get that at their job. Who just paid for a coffee. Yeah. Or maybe doesn't have a, a job. Yeah. It's it's kind of like a, on Keep Canada Weird, we covered the whole saga of the police station uh, that had the liquor, the, 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 the licensed bar, bar yeah. inside it. That sort of thing. People aren't going to be too sympathetic when it goes away. Uh, they, this art, this story is from 1991. The, the cost of coffee in the government buildings at that point was $30,000. I would love a modern day figure of what that would be today. At least triple, I would say. Mm -hmm. I, I, I agree with the mayor. I, I think um, take uh, to serve free coffee, it just seems like an unnecessary thing people want and also people want good coffee if you go somewhere that has free coffee it's going to be utter crap i guarantee that's the but worst what coffee. year is this again though? this is 91 people's taste in coffee has changed that's true in the past 20 years that's true we only knew so this coffee. is what year again well, 91 where, what year are we in? 91 so people drank crap coffee all the time in 91 mm -hmm. and never batted an eye at it okay and so these were the machines like the coffee machines that they had in the government buildings yeah. is that how they were accessing and providing the free yeah, coffee you'd sit like a little plastic cup and press a couple buttons like maybe like you know small medium strength uh cream and sugar and then psh, spray down yeah yeah that's an expensive way to provide coffee it is I think. But, but it doesn't, but that takes the burden away from someone of having to brew it and keep it fresh. You probably have some outside company who comes in and services the machine once a week. And that's probably where the money's actually going. If they, if all the employees should just go splits and buy a coffee maker or a French press and go splits on beans. And we got good coffee. Yeah. But again, and in the early nineties, most people, and I'll say most, not every person, I'm sure there were coffee lovers back then that appreciated a good cup of joe, but mm. back then any coffee was good coffee. Yeah. We're most of the general public, not well, maybe half of the general public now are coffee snobs. It's true. And would never drink coffee out of a machine like that. Yeah. Uh, a prior job I had, we had free coffee provided to us in our office and it worked like a similar way. There was like a machine and you put your cup in and press the button and the coffee would come out. And, uh, I never drank it. I always called it like hangover coffee because the only time I ever saw people like willing to drink that stuff is when they were in desperate need of a coffee. Everyone else like was so bad that you would just rather wait until your break and go to Tim's or McDonald's or, you know, whatever. So I have a feeling this coffee was nothing to write home about or time travel about. But I do also sympathize with the employees where it sucks to have a job and it sucks to work for anybody, especially working for like government. Uh, every little perk that you get is what justifies 
your time being spent in that crappy office for them to take something away it sucks and i guess that's what unions are for you pay your union fees so they can fight over coffee about coffee for you yeah but coffee seems like a pretty small issue to be fighting over well maybe this is evidence that evidence that things were better in the 90s this is what unions were fighting with fighting over we have way people now there's so much worse going on mm-hmm yeah well Again, I don't, I don't feel for these employees and yeah, it's coffee machine coffee. It's terrible. Mm -hmm. It's they, they should have taken it away much sooner than they did. And I was surprised it was even offered to begin with. Yeah. Well, we traveled back here to show support for this decision and we did it. Let's get out of here. Aaron, until next time. Jordan, until next time. I've switched to tea. I find it doesn't give me the methamphetamine-like buzz that too much coffee does. I switch to decaf. I do not intake caffeine at all, so... Eat that, Mayor. Yeah, Mayor. Where's my free decaf? Keep Canada Weird is written, hosted, and produced by the Nighttime Podcast. And now to our viewers and listeners everywhere. Good night. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.